Welcome everyone here to Sweet Broker with Review Show Gersey for a very special Pilsner work inspired Purim special. And, uh, before we start, it's uh, just to express our appreciation, first of all, for our very special host at the uh, base, Simcha Markowitz, hosting us here for this very special shir, a very special occasion, and all the brachas of Purim and all of the abundance and Simcha should fill this home. Amen. Amen. Reb Simcha, we love you. Amazing. Okay, we also would like to start off by thanking and giving appreciation to our sponsors. We have two very spo- special sponsors to today's Purim Shear. Um, first, for Aschus from Mishpachas Kraus, that the Shear and transformation should be the Ilinishmas of Aaron Simcha Ben of Machal David Shlita. And also, that this Shear is being dedicated to, you'll have to guess who it is, the very best Robin Rebbitson in town. Um, you guys are great. Speaking, of course, about Rav Gersey oh, and really? Levinson Gersey. Ooh, yes, wow, from uh, nice. our Chavar of Shai Sussman. Oh, and wow. you guys are great. Keep on rocking and bringing the light down. Amazing. We thank the cameraman. We are also going to thank our wonderful candle, our cameraman. The Ezus Hashem should be able to experience all of the light and the schus of sharing this Torah with our greater audience today. It's very, very exciting for us. Very special to be able to get a bit of a, a bit of a taste of what's been going on here in Base Measures Pilsner over the past year within our Chavura and Bezus Hashem. A taste for those that are going to be joining us as we launch our global Chavura after Pesach. Okay, Purim. It's a big topic. How could one speak about Purim? I brought my hat over here, my special Purim hat. But I didn't put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Okay. Okay. Can I just ask a technical question? That, okay figure out which camera to look at. There we go. Okay. We're all set. Purim is full of so much or, And we know that Purim brings so much brachas. Each one of us, as we've been through Purim in our lives, have different <coughs> themes and different ways to be able to connect um, to Purim in an experiential way. But here at Work Inspired, we're really our mission and our goal is, is that every single time a person is involved in the process right, of earning money, being involved in Parnassa, out there in your job, to recognize that it's available for you and a tremendous opportunity to connect with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So here as we speak about Purim, and Purim is on the footstep, Bezrat Hashem, tomorrow night, where we're all going to be celebrating Purim, where we're dedicating today to be able to speak about the connection between this wonderful day of Purim and Parnassa. And Purim and Parnassa itself is a huge topic. When we were discussing this before the Shir and thinking, what can we give over as the preparation right to the Chevra, where there's so many themes and in connections between finance, between money, between, between Parnassah and Purim. But what we chose to go with today is to speak about how to be able to align ourselves for really the bracha of Shefa and abundance, right? Shefa and abundance that Purim really offers to us. And before we can speak about how the connection between Purim and how to be able to draw this light into our lives. First, we want to start off with taking a little bit of a look. It's a huge topic within itself to understand this topic of Shefa, right? To understand this topic of abundance. I know, Rick Gersey, this is a marmakum, which is Yisaitis that are on your lips, and, and you've shared so many times uh, this Targum Yonasan, and Parsha Surei, right? And Parsha Surei, Re'e Anoichi, Noisein Defnechem, Hayoim Bracha Veklala, by Moshe Arbenu. Right, he's giving over to Am Yisrael right, towards the end of his life. Right, this powerful apostle right, that I'm putting before you, bracha and klala. Now, what is bracha and klala? So the Targum Yoinasan, right, which Rav Gersi has spoken so many times about, right, Moshe, what is it that Moshe was saying? Right, I'm putting before you on this day, right, bracha v'chidufa. Now, what is chidufa? Right, chidufa, right, is connection, right, what, what's that word connected to? Right, some type of a alternative. Right, and what's reframing. the way the Rebbe explained it? Reframing. What do you mean by reframing? Why is klala, right, which we would look as classically a translation as curse or something, which is bad, or the, you know, the ichi stuff, why is it being translated as reframe? Do we have the maramakum of the medrash? Um, no, the we don't med- have. So as a medrash rabbi, is a very important nakuda, and this is mamash ayusayt, and... I'll tell you that Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Shapira, who was a Talmud of the Piyasetzner, used to quote this very, very often. And he says, one of the biggest issues we face in our generation is we forget that abundance is godliness, 
and scarcity is non-godliness. Rabbi Singer would say something similar as well. And what we have to understand, and it's it's scary, we're going to read the Lukute Maran, there's a, there's a bissel of a pachad here, because really, really, we call this cosmic responsibility. What, what's the Nakuda? The Nakuda is Hashem Baruch only sends down Shefa. The Medrash Rabbah that we'll put up at some point, but the Medrash Rabbah writes that only goodness comes from Shemaim. No evil, no Ra comes from up high, down to us. No Ra. Only, only goodness. And the Nakuda is what this Targum is saying, and it's so important, is that we reframe the bracha that comes down. Only bracha is coming down. We reframe it. I see. Meaning it's bracha that's coming. The Targum understand is, is highlighting the fact by choosing this word chilufa in terms of being reframing, that if one's experiencing that which the Torah says is klala, that's only because of a reframe that we have brought We, we reframed, and more than that, for example, the Heilig Zayda, Heilig Zayda, the our forebearer, not yours, mine. But you can we're going to well. quote, quote him soon. Who? Who is Chodush? Not the Chodush, your Zayda. <laughs> I, I want to say the other one, the other Zayda, is, is the Ropshitzer. The Ropshitzer writes, if we take the letters of Simcha, the Simcha, we get b'machshava. It's a big answer to you. We get well, what's that telling us? That simcha comes from our way of thinking. Right, really. That we take in information. Hashem is Baruch created a world. It's shefa, 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 shefa. We, through our thinking, reframe that shefa. Right. Wow. Very powerful. So it, take, it means we have to be responsible. Cosmic responsibility. Amazing. Let's let's dive into this Nakute Maran because I you know I know that we were looking. Ay, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu. A lot of people. I'm Purim. I'm Purim. I'm Purim. We all sing about Uman. I think I'm Purim. We all sing about Uman. Others in the air. Okay. So the Nakute Maran, this Torah on Kuf Kuf Ein Beis, by Kola Chasroni Sheyesh Adam, speaking about this topic. Where does lacking come from in our lives? So Rabbeinu says. But the Kutim Aran, Kola Hasroni Shiesh the Adam, you have in the front of you in the Marmot Kaimis, but the Kola Hasroni Shiesh the Adam, Hain Banim, O Parnasa, O Brius, whether that lacking, right, is coming in the area of life of children or when it comes to Parnasa, right, when it comes to money, when it comes to Brius, when it comes to health, Hakol Humitsal Ha Adam Atsmi, that that lacking is coming because of. The person themselves, from from their own, from from within themselves. Let's see how he explains it. Right, and this is really going to echo what, what Rebbe we just shared a second ago. Right, because when it comes to the or of Hashem, the light of Hashem, that's something which is flowing consistently. flowing consistently down upon us. Upon us, right? Adam, right? Adam, not just flowing from above, but flowing down to us. So where do things go wrong? Ach ha'adam, ayadei ma'isav ha'rayim, ha'oiset sel la'atzmai. That a person, chas v'shalom, if a person through their 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 actions, their non-favorable actions, what he do, what he does is he creates a shadow upon oneself. She'ein magia alav or Hashem yisparach. That because of the shadow that one creates, that shadow is that which blocks. This or Hashem, right? This Shefa, this abundance from flowing down upon him. With a fimasav, Cain and Asah Hatzel, Hamonea or Hashem Yisbarch. And because of these Maisim, these actions that a person does, so that creates that cell, that shadow, which blocks. And this is what Rav Nachman's saying. Rav Nachman's saying someone's trying to call in. Purim, Purim, yay! The phone ringing in the middle of recording. Just make sure to send them a link. Make sure yes. to send them a link. So what's taking place over here is, is, is that through this mycin that a person does, that creates this blockage, Hamonea or Hashem Yisbar, that can block this or the Shef of Hashem Umagia, and that is where the Chisarin comes from. Because of the action that a person does, through that creates the shadow. And then Rabbi Nachman goes on to explain Right, beautifully, right, the concept here. Now, when you think about the concept, right, of a cell, of a shadow, when you're speaking about when you have light and you have something which is blocking the light, he goes on through a few different examples of showing, speaking about the sun, speaking about the light of the moon, in which when you have, there's an ore, and then when there's something in the way, that creates the cell. Yeah. And therefore, he goes on at the end of this piece, and this is really 
something that I wanted to be medayik and discuss here, right, in order to understand what Reb Nachman is saying. A couple of lines down, he says that he says over here, he makes a shadow which is connected him, that a person, according to his level of gashmius, of physicality, and according to his actions, that is what creates this shadow, that, that blocks this shefa, this abundance that Hashem is sending down. But if a person, if we are mevatal ourselves, and when he looks at oneself, a person as if, we're going to explain this, as if he doesn't exist. So then there isn't a shadow that's created. And when there isn't a shadow that's created, then he's receiving that light. He's not generating the light. The light's always there. But when a person's able to get rid of that cell, so then he's able to receive the light. But the question I want uh, to discuss over here... One second, one second. You just want to digest it. Okay, we'll take a moment. Just, just be with this Torah. When I learned this Torah with Rabbi Weingott, who was a Talmud of Rav Avram Sternhatz, so <clears throat> we would sit. and we, we Usually we do this at the beginning of Ashiram. I don't know why we didn't do it today. But just to stop and just to... Hashem, we're here. What a Torah. Like, do you, this, this is a dramatic Torah. And it goes through Hakol Adam. I mean, it's a dramatic Torah. Only Shefa is coming down. We live in a world of Shefa. We live in a world of abundance. <coughs> and we, through our activities and really us through our thinking. But that's what I wanted to point out we, because we, he makes this deal over here. In the beginning of the Torah, he speaks about my Simraim. But at the end of the Torah, he says, Correct. It seems that there is a distinction. And that's what I wanted to really ask, because we want to understand this, this realm of Shefa and abundance, right, and the mechanism. So we see a Baruch Hu sending down Shefa, and then we create itself. But what, what creates itself? So Averis, it seems, creates itself. But it seems there's something else. It seems the, perhaps Averis, maybe the Avera is but again, manifesting Averis, what, something what's else. What's an Avera? What's an Avera? So it's interesting. I wrote to Kuntrus. Um, a number of years ago, I wrote a booklet a number of years ago, and it basically goes through every language of what we label sin, Avera, sin, Chet. And it comes to show how the word sin, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the word sin, the way we understand sin today, is not of the original origin of what the word means. So, for example, sin in the ancient Latin, sin means to miss the mark. Chet means to miss the mark. You look at Rav Shimshul Hirsch, you look at the Gra and others. Avera means to pass over. Okay. You move over. So what we're saying on one side of the coin, and we'll have to go into this because as well, what Rabbi Nachman is saying here leads in to what becomes, especially at the end when he speaks about the Indian of Bittl, it's leading into this understanding, this mindset that you have something called an ego, which maybe we'll use that term um, when we speak about Amalek, it's, there's an ego self. And what we'll feed into this Torah is that there's a part of us that we, we re-channel. There's a, block in, a blockage and we re-channel the Shefa. We're re-channeling, but everything comes from our thinking. I see. Everything comes from our thinking. So what happens? We were thinking certain thoughts that led us to behave a certain way. That behavior creates blockage, but before that behavior that created a blockage, we had a thought that reframed the shefa coming down. Okay, you, you understand that? It's meaning, stuck. meaning that the the avera that we're that we're speaking about over here is a, is um is a result. Meaning, there's exactly. a result, but there's exactly. something before that, and that itself has the ability to be able to create that blockage shefa, even without that well, avera. Not not the blockage, reframing. So Shefa's always coming down. There's Bracha and Shefa that's always coming down upon us. We think a certain thought. That way of thinking now reframes the Bracha okay. that's coming down. And it pushes us, La'avor. It pushes us that we end up doing something in action. And doing that something in action then creates a blockage. Okay. I see. Okay. But could the mindset itself... 
And this, I mean, and, and if, if we need to get to this as we go through the start speaking more about Purim, we can we can address it. But is it that the mindset itself has the ability to block Shefa, even if there wasn't an Avera? Or is I, it I only say, when the Avera so, takes place that so it's I, I would say it? the re, the important Nakud is reframing. Is the reframing. The okay. reframing is the source. So it's the same same idea as Chazal tell us. The Yait Sahara, the Yait Sahara gets a person to sin. But the real, the real work of the Eight Sahara, the real work is the shame, the guilt. It's what's the fear. underneath that's basically that. That's the that, real I work think. of the Eight okay. Sahara. Okay. Okay. So I think what we can say is that Rabbi Nachman is addressing that there's this reality of the Shefa that's constantly being sent down to a person, and that it's up to us ultimately how we're going to be able to receive that based off of a mindset, a reframe, and our actions. And okay. That, and that's why we very much speak about Taras HaMachshava. That's why Taras HaMachshava is that we think in a certain way. Why? Because our thinking leads to how we are channeling this or this chiyus that's constantly That's actually coming. there and yeah. our ability to be able to tap exactly. into it. Beautiful. Okay, like we said before, you know, this this topic within itself and understanding Shef is a, is a share within itself. We didn't even bring the Seifa Yitzira. I know, there's a lot. But that's Hashem. There's one for people to join as they join the global Chabura. But for now, let's move on. Okay. Let's talk a little I'll, bit about I'll Purim. I'll be good. I'll we'll be talk, good. We'll talk about, we have to talk about Purim. Remember wearing the hat. It's a reminder we have to get to Purim. Okay. okay, so let's talk a little bit about Purim. So we all know that Purim is the day of tremendous Shefa, right? The Talmud of Shem Tov, right? Each one in their own way speaks, right, about this line, Right, that we know it's brought down the Allah. We brought over here Mar Makomas, one of my favorites. The Khadush Harim says, Purim Huzman Ratsain, Huzman Ratsan Lakoil. That Purim is a Zman Ratsain, a time where Khadush Barahu gives, right? A favorable time. The Khol Echad and each person, Yachol, if all Eitzel Hashem Yisbarach, Shiamali, Mishalois, Libra, the Taiva, that each person is able. Right to activate, right that the Baruch Hu will fill one's cup, right that the Baruch Hu will 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 respond in a favorable a favorable way, right to each person's heart's desires. And here, so Chadush explaining the halacha and then applying it in the way that the Tamid of the Baal Shem Tov explained, right that we find when it comes to halacha, we'll see it inside it a little bit later. That when it comes to giving staka, we have general guidelines, general guidelines in terms of. In, ter- in terms of how we give tzedakah, right, and how we decide who to give tzedakah to, when it comes to Purim, we're not medactic, we're not as careful. A person sticks out their hand. We're going to speak about the Zashon over here, sticking out one's hand. Right, that he, right, very, right, that when a person sticks out their hand, the per- we, person gives it so too. With the Chadush is saying over here, that so too, Kadosh Baruch Hu, follows Allah, Kadosh Baruch this light of Purim is. Is, is that we have the ability to be able to receive a tremendous amount of shefa and abundance from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? What's when we were speaking about this before? You know, this idea the the Baal Shem Tov explains it, right? I don't understand. In, in, in obviously, all of the worlds of Hasidus is drawing its light from the world of Kabbalah, right? In terms of Kabbalah speaking about this idea of this Yom Gadol of Purim and Purim being this tremendous day. We know Purim, Yom Kippurim, the ability to be able to channel down shefa. So the Arizal in in Shar Kavana speaks about this Indian of Yisoy the Abba. The, the the day itself is Yisoy the Abba, which is a day of big moichin, big big moichin. And the halacha the halacha is reflecting very much this experience of tremendous shefa that's coming down on the day of Purim. Yisoy the Abba is is big big moichin, big moichin. Now we have to reflect that. We've got the opportunity, unbelievable shefas coming down, unbelievable shefas coming down, because the day itself is Yusai Da Abba. How do we navigate through that spiritual topography? How do we navigate? So we want to down here reflect this Indian of Yusai Sha Abba, which is bigness, grandeur of the Shefa that's coming down. And the halacha matches that. The halacha is coming to tell us, yes, like like Yezayda is saying, the Chudusharim is saying, on this day, tremendous things could be piled. Because of this root this of This energy, Abba. this energy that's energy, coming down, this meichin, this energy that's enveloping us on this day. That is no other day of the year? Not, certain, not, that not but specifically, specifically, <clears throat> 
Purim. On Purim, there's this, there's this Gilui and there's this revelation of this or that we have the ability to be able to tap into. Yes. And really what you're saying, and this is ultimately from you know perspective of, of, of Pneumius, right, and looking within the spiritual realm, halacha is manifesting for us Always. and guiding us. Always. What are the steps that we need to be taking so that therefore we're able to align ourselves to receive that energy which is coming from us. So we said, we said in our halacha shit, <clears throat> we go through the halacha in Nikla, and then we look at the Pneumius of the halacha. So in the Pneumius of the halacha, it's very interesting. Do we bring it here? Which Nakuda? The Halacha, the Shulchan Aruch. We bring the Shulchan Aruch. We're going to speak about it in a little bit. Where is it? Over here at the bottom. Ah, you have it over here. Ein Medaktekin. That's ah, what we bring. Ein Medaktekin. This Loshan, Medaktek. What's this Indian of Medaktek? So it's an Indian of Medaktek. What, what's Dikduk? What's Ladaktek? It's again, flow. Flow. I'm being specific. I'm looking. Ein, I'm, not, I'm not specific. The minute I'm specific, I'll be pnimius, I'm now reframing. I see. I'm now stopping and thinking and reframing. And that itself so that is an means, internal process. So to speak is an internal process. That's reflecting what Rabbi Nachman says at the end, that I want to attain this level of bittle. So consciously, experientially, I don't want to be medaktek. I just want to let the Yisoyed Abba Shefa, I just want to let this Shefa flow. So the Pnimiut of the Halacha is reflecting the actual day itself. So, Badafka, I'm not going to reframe in that way. I'm right. not going to. Does that, you hear yeah. that? That makes sense? Yeah. Ain't medaktikim. Because, because what would mean for us, I mean, what would mean for us if we would be medaktik is we're not, you, we're not you aligning that? ourselves, right? We're yeah. not aligning ourselves with this, with this shefa. Correct. Beautiful. That's a beautiful difference. So, let's take another step a little bit, you know, deeper into Purim. And where we're speaking about, you know, Purim, we obviously have the mitzvahs of the day. We're going to speak about the different themes in the mitzvahs of the day. But we know, as we just went through a Shabbos Zachar, right, that it seems that a fundamental preparation for moving into the aura of Purim, right? And that which we're really dealing with and, 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 and counteracting with when we come into Purim, right, is the Kayach of Amalek. And there's this beautiful Marmachab, Right, in the Chabura, we had the opportunity to be able to go into this in depth. So if some of these words I'm going to share with you right now seem a bit shocking, so then hold on. Hold on and join us. We're going to get through it. But there's a Gemara in Kedushin, Pei Beis Amad Aleph. Right? It's a favorite Maramakam of mine as somebody who's involved in guiding people towards different professions and careers. This is really the Gemara at the end of Kedushin talks about the Jewish perspective right, of what everyone should do. Right? Of course, to be a doctor, right, to be a lawyer, we'll see. That's not so clear from the Gemara. But in any event, okay, so Rabbi Yehuda, Pei Beis Amad Aleph, Rabbi Yehuda says, Ishmai, I believe he's quoting from Abba Gurion over there in the Gemara. So he speaks about different types of professions, and he says, Hachamarin Ruban Rishayim, right? The person is involved, he's a donkey, a donkey driver. Most of these donkey drivers are Rishayim. Vagamalin, right? And those people that are camel drivers, Ruban Kcherin, most of them are kosher people. Asapanin, with those people that are sailors, Ruben Hasidin, right? The most of them are Hasidin, they're not just Sherim, they're people that right, even go beyond the letter of the law. right? The best of the doctors, the Gehenim, right? They go to Gehenim, okay? That's one of the scary statements you may be like, wait, wait, especially if you're a doctor listening, we love you. Just make sure to. Very good. Make Don't sure worry. To, make sure to stick with the Chabur to understand, okay? The Hechsher Shibetvachim, right? And <laughs> those which are the. The best, the qualified, different understandings we're going to see of what this means, right? Of those people that sell meat, Shutva Shal Amalek. He's the partner of who? Of Amalek. Okay. So if you're a meat and a butcher guy, you're also probably wondering, okay, what is this talking about? It's Baruch Hashem. We're going to talk about this a little bit today, right? They were showing him to discuss what's going on over here. But today, Baruch Hashem, we have the opportunity to be able to look a little bit into the world of the eyes of the Ben Chai, the way that the Ben Chai, the way that the Ben Chai, Hashem, Hashem. The way that the Ben Ishchai, do you have this picture over here? You do? Somewhere over here. Okay. The Ben Ishchai explains this Torah. He always explains things in such a beautiful, deep, and, ah, and also humorous well, way. It's always, always ah. got a little bit of humor in there. So let's take a look at what he says. So, What does this mean? What does this Okay, interesting. That's uh, okay. So there's a guy who owns the shop, and then the people that work in the shop, and 
Sometimes they bring uh, not just the highest caliber and quality of people to work, Rishayim, empty people, people that don't necessarily value halacha and, and, and values to sell the meat. Right, and when it comes to what actually takes place, so besides for the kosher meat, you know, you mix, you match, you get in some chas v'shalom. Unfortunately, nevelas and trevas unkosher meat. Why? Okay, we see even back then, the kosher meat costs more, more expensive than unkosher meat, so that therefore you can make more money. So these people are causing a, a blockage, right? They're a lessening of the abundance and parnasa for Jews. Right? Because through eating food that's not kosher, that causes miyot of parnasa, less parnasa for Yiddin. And it's known now which the Kilas Yaakov says, the klipas amalek. Right? This is the key line here in understanding what 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 the comparison is in the Gemara. The klipas amalek monas aparnasa liyisrael. That is the klipa of amalek that prevents bringing parnasa to yidin. And therefore, what the Menashchai is explaining over here is is that the comparison between the the butchers, right, and to say that they're partnering with amalek. Is, is that just like in this unfortunate situation, you can have where a person who's a butcher is causing a lessening of parnasa for Yiddin because of the non-kosher meat in the Veilus and Trefais. So he's partnering with Amalek because what is Amalek really about? What is Amalek energy? Is to cut parnasa from Yiddin. To cut parnasa from Yiddin. Beautiful pshat in understanding, right? He says, Because that's what Kalipas Amalek is doing. What, what's going on over here? We know Amalek you know, is a big Indian, you know, historically where Amalek came from and then, you know, from Alifaz. I saw one of the beautiful Pshatim that says, you see it in the Pshat, that Alifaz, right? Alifaz, he went and robbed Yaakov. He was in, in the source of him, right? That when, when, when Esau sent his son Alifaz, that he went and took the money from Yaakov. So you see over there within the storyline, historically, that Amalek was involved in taking money from Yisrael. But in terms of the spiritual roots of Amalek and understanding What's the connection here? Amalek, blocking Parnassa, going into what we're talking about over here of abundance. What, what, could, what could we share a bit deeper? <coughs> a few minutes or less, of course. <coughs> no, the question is, the question is, year, together this year, right? question is, which direction do we go? <coughs> which direction do we go? What comes up? There's several different directions that we can go, but what, what comes up now is this Nakuda of Amalek. Amalek is Gematria Ram. The, the simple, maybe simple expression of it in this context is that when we are properly aligned and when we're living from a place of abundance, we, we, we generate abundance. We can generate, we should generate abundance. And we should be very wealthy. Why should we be wealthy? Because Be'ez HaShem, you give good people wealth. What do they do with that wealth? A good person who's an emistika person, a truthful person, a healthy person. What does a person want to do with their wealth? So yes, they want to live a good life. But the reality is, you give anybody who's a good, decent, healthy person wealth, they're going to share it. They're going to share it. Because... Really, as we know, the Indian of Nefesh, you know, the same Gematria, what was the same Gematria when we speak about money and Nefesh, that there's, it, it's, the money, it represents our deeper yearnings and wantings. What Amalek does, Amalek does two things. Number one, Amalek blocks us, Ram, it turns up the ego, the ego self. It gets us involved. Amalek gets our thinking, ah, the taiva of money. What can I do with this money? The klipa is what can I do? What can I do? I don't want to share. Amalek turn up the noise that if I share, I then have less. Where we know that if I share, I actually have more. So Amalek, Benishchai says in another place, that the, the nakud of Amalek, they turn up the noise. If I share, I have less. That's first of all not true. That's not true. But as well, 
the Nakuda is, is that Amalek plant in our mind what it says in the New Testament, that money, <laughs> that money is the root of all evil. What's so funny? No, no, just... That money is the root of all evil. <laughs> Yidun, the Torah, does not believe that money is the root of all evil. That's something that Amalek is planting? Yes. Okay. Amalek plants. Amalek plants. I see that that got a Purim, Purim. I see that. The, yeah. I think it's because you said it with a straight face. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the the Notsrim, they they came to share with humanity. Money is the root of all evil. That's a Malik. That's the keeper of a Malik. We do not believe <coughs> the money is the root of all evil. The way we think can be the root of all evil. By the way, in Judaism, there's no such thing as evil. We don't have this. Ra doesn't mean evil. Ra is air. I'm awoken. I'm awakened for something else that's not Devekus Bashem. And and what is Ra? One of my teachers, Rabbi Moshe Shatz, would say that Ra is unintegrated Kudusha. Okay. And and the point is, they're the two things. Amalek, number one, puts in our mindset that money is the root of all evil. Okay. Number two, it puts in our mindset that, no, I need to hold it for myself, which is, again, both coming from ego self. It's both coming from our thinking. But non-Amalek, non-Amaleki thinking is, bring it on. Give me more Shefa, more Shefa. Because there is, Open endless, me. There is yes. endless Shefa. Yes, and bring me more Shefa. And, and money chasav shalom is the root of all. Money is very good. And let me do good things with it. Let me share it out with people. Let right. me share it out. So again, we go back to this Indian, Ein Medaktikim. We're not medaktik, What, which is a begin of din. It's begin of judgment. I'm going to think about it. No, 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 no. We have one day a year where we are metaken, the klipa, this covering of Amalek. Amazing. That's so, meaning that what we're, we're doing in terms of mechias Amalek, right, is, is that because the ultimate reality is that Kodesh Baruch Hu is sending down this shefa. Sending down the shefa. And Hashem wants us to receive this shefa. And Kodesh Baruch Hu, Designed a system in a way that we'll be able to share the shefa, and it's not going to end. The root of that which blocks it, and that's what understanding over here of this idea of the klipa of Amalek blocking shefa is, is that that unhealthy thinking, the unhealthy thinking in relationship with money, and the unhealthy thinking of our how we see ourselves within that process of generate, generating money and receiving money. That's something that we want to wipe out, and that's something which we see beautifully is manifested throughout the mitzvahs of the yoyim. 100%. Because we find, you know, obviously, most clearly, as we quoted before, and as Rabbi mentioned, the Shulchan Aruch, right, in Tafresh, Sadiq Dalad, we find this halacha, right, 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 that we have this reality where halacha is guiding us to align ourselves with this, that therefore, we should set ourselves up in a way, right, that when people come to our door, we give, because we want to align ourselves in this way in, in, of, of this thinking and an action of giving and giving. Obviously, we have the mitzvah of Atanas Yoinim, the mitzvah of Mishlach Manas as well, right? Fundamental theme. Obviously, there's the aspect of Reus and the aspect of Achtos. It's a different theme, right, as well. Everything's connected. It's a, it's with a different him, theme, but, but even with our friends sometimes. Right, we want to be in that place. Dafka of saying, yes, I want to be in that role of giving. Right, the Mishlach Manus is to be in that role of, gil- of giving. We find in the Megillah as well, where we brought up, we hear the Gemara Megillah on Dalit, on, on, on Dalit, when it's discussing what happens when we have Pur Mishuleshes in terms of when do we have this mitzvah. So we have this teaching from Rabbi Yosef. The Rabbi Yosef explains that the reason why we have the connection between the Mikra Megillah. Right, and the Matanas Levyonim is why because it part it's part of the the kriyas of the Megillah, right? Is to activate right this mitzvah through listening to the Megillah and through becoming inspired through the story of the Megillah and recognizing a kadosh baruch hu's godless and a kadosh baruch hu playing out on all aspects of the world. That's something that we listen to the Megillah. We become changed people. It empowers us to then go out there and to be involved in this mitzvah of matana sevionim, right? Which is a way for us to be able to express. And to be able to align ourselves with this reality, as Rebbe shared, because we want to be able to receive this, this or that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending down, Yosayid Abba of Purim even more, right? Specifically abundance, of Purim, Hashem abundance. is sending this abundance. And we have these beautiful mitzvahs, once again, Mikro Megillah, 
matanos levyonim, neshloach manos, which are giving us those 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 poles, those guidelines, what we need to do to set ourselves up in this amazing way. Even adaloyada. But that's what I wanted to ask. Even adaloyada. So one of the definitions of das, das has three qualities. Das is in observation. Das is in um, connection. Adam and Chava connection. Observation is from Eliezer. It says, if you look at the Targum, la das, das means to observe. But das is havdalah. Das is Havdalah, as we know. Gemara Brachas. In terms of Havdalah. of Das. Inyan of this level of consciousness. This level of consciousness. When we ask who we are. Who am I? Am I my body? No. Am I my thoughts? No. Am I my emotions? No. Am I my thinking? Am I my um, physical sensations? No. I, I know who I am not. I'm not my soul. I have a soul. I'm consciousness. Consciousness in Judaism is called Das. Das has three qualities. I can observe, I can connect, but I can separate. So the Indian of separation, Havdalah, is being Medagdek. So Adalah Yada, I can't, I'm not Medagdek anymore. I take away my ability to think, which is very much to do with ego self. I switch myself on. The Alpi Kabbalah, Alpi Kabbalah in the Kabbalistic sources, it's incredibly deep that we have to fix up the body. We have to fix up the body. So we have one day a year where we go, we, where we really turn off our consciousness to let Hashem in. That Shefa comes in and Hashem is Baruch is Metak in the Gulf. At is the Baruch end of the year, at the end of the year, all the like the leftover Nitzayis Kedusha that I did not fix up during the year, I drink until Adala Yada. So I can't be Medakdeik. I can't have Mavdil Ben Kaidash Lachal Adaloyada. And when that switches off, when that ego self switches off, which is related to Amalek, then I could just allow the shepherd to come in and I'm on, so to speak, autopilot. That autopilot with the goof, with the body, is there's, there's a, a repairing that Hashem is Baruch is doing. I, I switch off. I switch off my consciousness. It's amazing. I was thinking about this uh, just uh, so over... So one second, let me just yeah. finish that. So Adelo Yada, I didn't finish it. Um, Adelo Yada is what are we saying with Adelo Yada? If Adelo Yada, one of the facets of consciousness is separation. Help me finish it. So I don't want to be in that state of... We don't want to be in that state of TikTok. So therefore, through drinking, through drinking, through drinking, I put right. myself into that space, that's right? right which, yeah. which I was going to say, just to you know, really just to, to embellish what Rebbe was sharing. I was thinking about this over Shabbos. Oh, that yeah. in terms of the the context, historical, historical, but the timeline of what we do on Purim, the mitzvah of Suda of Purim, Dafka comes at the end after Matanas, after Matanas, after after we've like fully been through this process. Of like aligning ourselves, Bessus Hashem, with this mindset and being and giving and Shafa and Shafa. And then we come to the Suda and then we're involved in this Avaida of Adulayata, where we're this one time a year, right? We get this mitzvah, which seemingly everyone speaks about is like, well, how does that work with everything else that we learn? And really what's taking place is where we're creating this reality in which we're able to, in a very, very deep way, right, experience this, which really I, I thought we brought over here, there's so many. Beautiful explanations of the mitzvah Adulayada. I thought that the Maharal, just to read through it and to see some of his words, the Maharal in Or Chadesh, where he speaks about the, the mitzvah of drinking, right? So the Maharal says, and it really just echoes, I think, what Rebbe just shared. The Yom Kippurim is comparing Yom Kippurim and Purim. So Yom Kippurim, Yom when we know when it comes to Yom Kippurim, this is a day which we're involved with fasting. That when we're involved with the Inuim, right, of the of, of Yom Kippur, so what's taking place through that, a person is minimizing their guf, their physicality, and therefore that brings to what our goal is on Yom Kippur, is to bring a sense of tremendous dveikus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Purim, when it comes to Purim, Hu inyan acher, ki Hashem yisbarach hitzil oisam that Hadash Barhu saved the Yidin from Haman. The Mehaman Shahaya writes to the Khalas Israel Ulaabedis Gufam. That during that time which Haman wanted to destroy the Guf, right? You know, we compare Hanukkah and Purim, 
right? In terms of what's it about the Ruchnis, the Gashmis. Here, Haman, he wanted to destroy the Guf. And the only hope that we had that brought that salvation was that saved us, right? Not because of who we are, but because of who we're not, right? From the perspective of the fact that we were, are nothing. From ourselves, it's not about the yesh, it's not about the ego, but from the from the place to the fact that we are just a kiyum of the fact from that Hashem wants us to be there. But and therefore we have this kiyum dafgam purim that that a person should through becoming drunk bring oneself to a place of loyadas. Rabbi said. Right, Ben Arahaman of Mordechai. What what's really taking place over here? Says the Maral. Vaaz, when a person gets to that place, ain davar be'adam, v'kasher ain adam nechshav l'klum kiyuma hu min Hashem yispar. If you think about what's taking place when a person gets drunk to that place, he's like he doesn't exist. He doesn't have the kiyum except for the fact that he exists from a kadoshpar. And we become we become a conduit. Right, we become a pure conduit. This is what Shlomo Hamelech asks. This is a, a, again. We can go into this in a very deep way. What did Shlomo Melech ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How can something infinite dwell in the finite? It's a question that was asked in Tanakh. So it's not that Moshe Rabbeinu answers that the infinite dwells in the finite. The infinite dwells through the finite. Through the finite. Through the finite. So that... we turn off all the rest of the year. We have to be Balei Das. We have to... You know, we have to develop our das, our consciousness. On this specific, very auspicious day, we switch off our das and we become a, a pure vessel. Pure vessel. Rabbi Singer would say every single day you have to work towards Purim. You had, by Rabbi Singer, you had to ask a shayla, can I drink or not? Can I drink or not? Because drinking, when you haven't been metaken your midos, when you haven't worked on yourself, and you haven't been sculpturing yourself, Drinking could be very dangerous. However, if a person's worked on themselves, and I would ask every year, Rebbe, can I drink? Do I have permission to drink? I would ask him the question because I've been in touch with him, you know, every week, as you do with a mentor. You're in touch every week. He knows where I am in my growth. And he assesses, yes, you could drink or you could not drink. Because when you drink, you're switching off in order to switch on. Switching off? In order to switch on. on. You're switching on. This is the bittle. This is a, a state of bittle which... You, you, you in your conscious mind, it's the closest thing you can get to a world called Atsilas. But, you know, it's the closest thing, if done in the right way, you can get to these highest states. But the Nakuda is, is you know, as, as my, one of my other teachers would say, going back to Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac uh, Shapira, he would say, in the name of the Piasets, now people think they want Devekas, but really you don't want Devekas because once you've <laughs> attained Devekas, you don't know that you've got Devekas because you don't know that you exist. You don't know you exist. So you want, we're always oscillating. We want to want Devekas. Right, right. But, but when we come to this day of Purim, it's a day where you become a vessel for Hashem's light and you switch off and you do it in the right way. You go through the mitzvahs consciously cognitively i'm giving sadaka and you do it with a proper kavana proper intention when it's matanas levyonim when it's mishlach manos mishlach manot i'm doing it with a proper intention when i'm starting to drink we have two sudas based on our result we have a suda in the morning so suda in the morning i don't drink that much so in the afternoon we drink but then you come into the suda in the afternoon and your whole day has been a day of intention of recognizing i don't have to hold on to everything I can let go. I can allow Hashem cognitively. I can allow Hashem to shine through me, to pulsate this chiyos through me, and I can give. I can give. It's okay. I don't. I don't have to be scared. I'm not going to lose out if I give. Abundance. Godliness is abundancy. Scarcity is non-godliness. I remind myself of that. So as I work on that throughout the whole day, when I come to the suda, and then I can get drunk. Hopefully, again, the whole year I've been working for Purim, right. and then the whole of Purim I'm working towards the Suda. When I can come to the Suda and drink, that secret of just switching off to switch on. Wow. Amazing. It's very powerful. Very... It's a, I think for putting in that perspective, 
in terms of seeing that ultimately we have to understand the mitzvahs within the context of everything which is taking place and for sharing those avoiders because ultimately, you know, and we'll wrap up with this, you know, once again, it's a big topic, but just to speak about practical ways that we're able to take the Torahs that we've been able to, Baruch Hashem, be exposed to and to discuss and to contemplate together here is that really the, the avoiders starts now, it starts today as we sit, Erev Purim, right? So just do a check-in within ourselves, right? how our relationship is with abundance, right? How do we, for honest, look at where money comes from, where abundance comes from, right? Do we believe that it's generated by us, right? Do we really believe that Akarash is the one who's constantly sending down Shefa, right? Do we believe that there's enough? Do we, have we bought into a scarcity mindset where we believe that there isn't enough? And it always starts with Cheshven and Nefesh because as we're going to roll into this very special opportunity, this bracha of Purim, right? We want to first check in and see where we are, right? And then once we see where we are, right, to take the time before Purim to be misbeinah, to do a chazara on this year, to be able to take some of these mar mechaimais, right? And to really be misbeinah on what's really being said. Like Rabbi said, when we read this first mar machum, Right, what's Rabbi Nachman really saying? What does it really mean? Right, to be misbeinet on it, right, and to daven over it. And as we prepare for Purim, we go to the mikveh, right, we, we, we have our tefillahs before Purim to ask Hakarashbarchu, right, that he should help us, that as we embrace this aura of Purim, that we should be able, right, to be able to connect with this reality. Now, what would you say, some, I know Rabbi just mentioned it. And that, you know, in, in short, but what would you say, maybe perhaps, to, for you to could break down the different mitzvahs of the yoyim? Right, just uh, some of the kavanas that we can have in mind. <clears throat> so even just for one of the one of the mitzvahs to try to break it down so, for uh, an avodah that we can we can put into one place. kavana one kavana that we have we actually have here. Um, this is based on our result, but we have it from the shla over here. Maseches um, Megillah in Pirkei Torah or so in Tet Vav. The Shla brings this beautiful kavana, which is brought in the Arizal. Um, it could be Shara Psukim. I, I couldn't remember for sure where the source was, but the Shla, Baruch Hashem, the Shla Kodesh, the Zayda, is a good source. So, if you think about the following, it's a, be- a beautiful meditation. So, when we do mitzvahs, when we are performing mitzvahs, when we are connecting to mitzvahs, so mitzvah means to connect. Savata means to connect. It's connection. So we've got the physical aspect, for example, of giving tzedakah. I've got the physical side, my body, my hand, I'm doing something. We're meant to back that up with an internal meditation. We're meant to back that up with an intention. So an intention that the Kabbalists express, and this is something really powerful to practice and to experiment and experience with because again we want all of us we want to deepen our experience in the way we perform mitzvot so if you can imagine the tetragrammaton you've got the yud the hey the vav and the hey you've got the letter yud which is a small dinky little letter very lovely little letter then you've got the hey then you've got the vav which is a line and then you've got the next hey. So the Arizal, and it is based on older sources, but the Arizal formulates it in this way, and this is how the Shla brings it. If you imagine the Yud, <coughs> excuse me, the Yud is a coin. The Yud looks like a matbea. It's a coin. The Yud, I'm holding the Yud, which looks like a matbea. The hey, as we know in several different texts, the numerical value of five represents the five fingers of the hand. Then the next letter, Vav, represents the arm. And then the last, hey, which is an aspect of Malchus, is the person receiving this Matbeah. So when we're giving Sadaka, and this is a Kavana that I try always to have, when I'm giving Sadaka, I imagine the Yud as the Koyim, I visualize in my mind Yud. The hay is my hand, which is holding the coin. Then I imagine the letter Vav, which is extending my hand. And then if I can borrow you, please, this would be the Malchus. So I've got the Yud, the hay, 
the Vav, and then the He, and you're receiving this coin. So in the mitzvah of giving tzedakah, I've got there a beautiful intention of sharing the source of all sources, the cause of all causes, Ainsof, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I can share HaKadosh Baruch Hu deeply with me in my experience of giving tzedakah. And especially on the day of Purim, this is something that can enrich our experience just to slow down, to be present in the moment. And I practice this. I, it's something you can practice in your mind. It's a meditation you can practice in your mind. I imagine, I think about, I reflect upon, I visualize that I've got the little coin, which is a yud. I've got my hand, a hay, extending my hand, a vav, and the person receiving the money, a hay. Now, what we do actually on Purim, there's our chabura, and as you know, we davenate. And after we davenate, there are several people who know this kavana. So we actually do it consciously. We slow down, we get a couple of friends, and then we give. You know, matana slev yoinim, if there's a couple of people who are taking it to give out, making the shliach. So we actually slow down and we do this. And then for sure, during the day, when somebody comes, you can quickly, 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 rapid, rapid fire. Right. Have the more you do it, the more you yeah? become a and, master and, of it. And, and you, you experience it for yourself. I know I do it, but it's not about me. I find it an enriching experience. I bring Hashem deeply, the vacas, into <laughs> my experience. And this is a beautiful kavana that's brought by the Shla and brought by several other makubalim that can enrich our experience of how we give sadaka. It's not just a physical experience. It's now, it should be emotional. We should emotionalize our experiences, which we've spoken about, hislavut, hislavus. And for sure, we should be thinking about, we should think, be thinking about, not going into it now, but this is as well, a Malik want to attack us in the Machshava, in the Regesh, and in Maisa. A Malik want to attack us. This is a Torah book from the Solomon Rebbe. A Malik want to attack us in our thinking, in our emotions, and in our physicality. So Bedafka, Bedafka, one of the Solomon Rebbe's, the first Solomon Rebbe, he writes that when you give Sadaka, use your intention, use your emotion, emotionalize what you are doing as you physically do it. And you, Mamash, knocking a Malik out the window. Wow. Amazing. Very, 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 one powerful. very powerful. Thank you very much for sharing, Rebbe. And uh, thanks for everybody that's joined with us. You know, we should all be able to take what we've learned here in the realm of the Torah and the realm of the concepts and the realm of the beautiful um, avoiders that we have. And each one of us should really be able to align ourselves the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed and Hashem wished that we should be able to align ourselves to receive the tremendous Shefa and abundance. Once again, we'd just like to thank um, our sponsors for today's for today's class and enables, enable us to be able to share this transformational Torah with a wider audience. And Hashem, and give us a bracha as you each, in your own way, experience your shafa, right? So please give us the opportunity where we are looking for more sponsors of our work, right? To be able to share these Torahs with a wider audience. And Hashem, each one of us together, right, as we all connect, will be able to experience tremendous shafa, bracha. What's the bracha? The Rebbe always ended. There you go. Amen. 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 Amen.